I'm Nelly Sapon, and this is Two Southern Corners. In every episode, you listen to short stories written by my friend, Eleni Noah, and I. Each story is spiced with flavor from our Latina and African roots. You can also read them on twosoutherncorners.com. That is, twosoutherncorners.com. Listen now to one of our short, long-lasting stories. Things Left to be Said Written by Eleni Noah It was December 16th, and Julieta had not yet put a Christmas tree. The first snow had already fallen in Berlin, and the Weinacht Bäume were on sale. She didn't give a damn. All she wanted was a pesebre, to drink clericot and hug her mum. She had left her native Asuncion years earlier, looking for a better life. What she didn't realise until she felt the first te shagao was that looking for something better also meant leaving behind the good things she already had. You can never have everything you want, she thought and resigned herself to the comforting idea of visiting her family every two or three years. For a good while, she was fine with that. She got used to missing her homeland and her people. There were even times when she forgot them completely. She was busy with her new job and slowly growing group of friends. Soon, she learned enough German to manage everyday life and already felt like a real Berliner, with all the bad temper included with being one. Despite enjoying the city and happily adopting new traditions, such as drinking glue vine when it was cold, she couldn't quite tear herself away from the song of the sisada, the smell of wet red sand, and the taste of mate Rosa drank early in the mornings. Every year, Julieta promised herself to buy plane tickets as soon as there was an offer. But she always ended up making excuses and postponing the plans. Indeed, they were just that. Excuses. She wanted to go, but the thought of seeing her mum growing old, being less like how she remembered her and more like a stranger, terrified Julieta. The damned passing of time does exactly that. It taints the memory people have of their loved ones and invades it with fear of the inevitable. Rosa had been a strong-willed woman, one of those who did not go around with sentimentality and took the bus alone to give birth at the hospital. She was also terrible at dealing with emotions. Julieta remembered the last hug Rosa had given her when she was 12 years old. After that, Her signs of affection consisted exclusively of cooking her favourite dish, buying Julieta the most expensive brand of shampoo, and making her coffee for long nights of study. Julieta had no problem with that. Rosa loved her, and that was enough. The day she saw her mum for the last time, she fought the urge to scream, I love you. So she hugged her tightly, not caring that Rosa didn't hug her back. After a few seconds, her mum said, Okay, enough. 
and Julieta let go. Rosa had glazed over eyes and was clearly uncomfortable. So Julieta only said, See you soon, and got into the cab that took her to the airport. That was eight years ago. Her mother was no longer the strong woman she had hugged that afternoon. Rosa had been using a cane two falls ago, and her hair was now almost white. Well, that's what her siblings had told Julieta. She talked to Rosa from time to time, never by video call, because Rosa only had a phone with buttons and refused to let her grandchildren film her for Julieta. So she still had the image of the younger Rosa, the one with jet hair who sat next to Julieta to watch her eat. Her plan to continue remembering her mother that way was destroyed one Monday afternoon. Two months ago, Rosa had had a heart attack and the shock woke Julieta up to reality. Her life, her dreams, everything. She would have exchanged everything in that moment to be by her side in the hospital. The pandemic prevented her from doing so and Julieta could only cry her eyes out for the three weeks that the long-distance hell lasted. The first thing Julieta did when she found out that Rosa was back home was to buy plane tickets. The best offer she could find was for March of the following year, so she resigned herself to those months of waiting. She repeated to herself over and over again that she had to be patient. She would see her mom again. She had already planned it, but anxiety nested in her head. Every time Julieta left her apartment in those weeks, she saw people carrying Christmas trees everywhere. By December 20th, the surplus trees were being given away for five euros. But Julieta did not give in. Christmas was coconut blossom and not dead pine. December 23rd dawned, sunny and freezing. Julieta woke up early and sat down to work in the living room with her coffee ready. She answered some emails and had a video call with her team. After they covered all the topics, someone asked if everyone would leave town for the holidays. Julieta surprised herself by saying she would be travelling as well. And when asked where she would go, she said she had no idea. They suggested some nearby options for a couple of days and she said she would give it a thought. When the call ended, Julieta checked on the internet and although she looked up a few destinations, she ended up buying tickets to Asuncion. She would travel almost 40 hours and would go through Istanbul first, but she couldn't care less. She slept as much as she could in airports that she had never been to and had chocolate bars for Christmas dinner. She underwent three antigen tests that left her nose sore and had to open her suitcase at two security checkpoints. By the time she got to Guarujos, she was so tired. She was sure she would miss the last connection. So she lay down to sleep in front of the boarding gate, using the only suitcase she was carrying as a pillow. A Paraguayan woman who was boarding the same plane woke her up and they chatted the entire flight. 
Julieta teared up a few times when she heard the woman speak in the dialect she had not heard for so long. And they even hugged for no reason. It was 10 in the morning on the 25th when a cab dropped Julieta off in front of her childhood home. Her mom was not sitting on the front porch drinking titri as she always did. And although it hurt, Julieta finally accepted that what had been was no more and that it was time to make new memories. Julieta cried as soon as the wooden door opened and Rosa showed her head. She continued crying the whole time it took her mom to walk through the garden to unlock the gate. Rosa approached with slow, uncertain steps, leaning on her cane. When her mom finally stood right in front of Julieta, she saw in her glassy eyes a world of things Rosa may have wanted to tell her, but didn't know how. Because that's how her mom was. She couldn't put words to what she was feeling, so Julieta spoke instead. Hi, mom. I love you. She said and hugged her mom just as tightly as the last time. Rosa only answered okay and patted her on the back. Come on, I'll warm up some leftovers, Rosa said, suddenly letting go and turning to the house. Julieta saw her wiping her tears slyly. So she waited a few seconds before following her mum to give her the space she needed to compose herself. So many things were different around her. But Julieta found out there were some things even time could never change about her mum. And she was okay with that. Did you like what you just listened to? Then subscribe to our newsletter on 2southerncorners.com to be the first one to receive a new story every week. Don't forget to share this with your friends. We'd also love to hear from you. Send us a message on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us there as nellysapong 37 and eleni.noah. And last but not least, please consider supporting us so we can continue delivering these short stories to you here and on our website. You can do this with a monthly or a one-time contribution at buymeacoffee.com slash forward southern corners. That is buymeacoffee.com slash forward southern corners. See you next time.